Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're an everyday couple working our way through a plant-based keto lifestyle. Uh, we're excited for you to join us on our journey and uh, we have some fun things today. Before we get started, we do want to say if you are looking at changing your diet or changing your daily routine, it's definitely a good idea to consult an expert uh, before doing so to make sure that it is good for your uh, daily intake and, and habits. So with that said, we're going to get started with our frequent topic of keto. Definitely. This week, I want to bring up an idea that I think puts off a lot of people from trying keto. Um, it's not exclusive to plant-based keto, it's regular keto as well. And this idea that keto makes you sluggish. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you might hear it as keto flu, right? The first week, um, you're warned that your digestive system is going to slow down. You're going to feel like you are feeling a bit sick, hence the flu aspect of it. A lot of people say that they feel just sort of run down that first week and it is a difficult week to get through as they start keto. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, that the one thing that's important is, is anytime you make big changes in your life, there's going to be some aspect of your body adjusting to the, the new way. So mm -hmm. whether it is a full-blown, what people would call keto flu, and I, I think that sometimes it gets blown out of proportion in a way of people that either A, don't understand the diet or B, are just, you know, don't want you to be successful. I mean, uh, that they might put some emphasis on it because those tend to be what articles are written about. Uh, there's a lot more negativity to a lot of different types of diets and eating than there is positivity, I think, in the world. So it can get blown out of proportion a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that it is something to think about and be concerned about your first couple of weeks as you transition to, if you're doing vegan or plant-based, that plus doing the keto aspect of it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of change. For sure, that's a lot of change. You're changing your normal go-to meals, you're changing how your meals are put together. So there will be some shift in your digestive system and how you feel, right? There's always gonna be some change when you change your diet. We have not, experience keto flu, definitely not what a lot of people put out there as maybe a warning to keto, right? I'm feeling run down, feeling tired, really having a tough go at it. One thing that's helped us avoid that is being really conscientious of continuing to have balanced meals, right? I think when you suddenly change your system and especially with something like keto, it's easy to suddenly eat all the like fun keto snacks that you find, mm -hmm. right? Or to suddenly eat bacon all your meals or you know, sometimes with a big change, people cling to the more fun side of a diet change, like we said. And obviously that's going to cause some issues for your stomach. A diet of bacon and, and fake gummy bears is always going to be a bit tough on your... It's not yeah. going to make you feel run down. But it's definitely one to consider of how you approach that change. And, and we haven't felt it, which is we're very fortunate of. But also I think being conscientious of that switch helps. What's important when doing these switches and, and looking at this is, and it, this might be a good way of, if you are looking to go down the keto route, to, to before you get started, understand what the keto flu is and where it comes from and, and how it affects people. Obviously, some people are drastically affected by it, some people aren't, but when we first started, we definitely did our research mm -hmm. to find out what it was. So there's a lot of things that as your body's kind of processing through the old and getting used to the new there's some things in your that sometimes you might not be getting or you're losing because you're switching to this new diet that we found adding them in now we don't know if they made a difference obviously because there's no case study for us before <laughs> or after yeah. but from a standpoint of there's a few things that tips that we can recommend that 
might help to kind of weather that storm of the keto flu if it's something that you're worried about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There's lots of ways to do that. One of our favorites is chia seeds. We've definitely spoken about it before Mm -hmm. on this podcast. And they're a great source of fiber to keep your system kind of moving at its regular pace, right? They're also pretty fun to put into water, leave them to bloom for at least half an hour. And it's sort of like having the little tapioca balls in your water. It gives a bit of texture, a bit of depth to your water, which is always nice um, and definitely full of nutrients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we like to get the like uh, different little flavor adds mm-hmm. to the water. Uh, they're zero carb, zero sugar usually. And some mm-hmm. of them actually have some added vitamins that a plant-based or vegan diet tends to lack. So that's always a, a good addition to uh, to those. The other um, thing that uh, we've definitely on the lines of fla- like flavors and add-ons uh, is uh, we've used the Noon. Noon? I think it said Noon. Yeah, I think it's N-U-U-N. Uh, the electrolyte tablets. You just toss it in a bottle of water or an algae and it has a lot of the electrolytes. When we were doing our research, we found that Keto flu was kind of an onset of depletion of electrolytes within the body because a lot of the foods that you're switching to don't really have those electrolytes. So your body's just kind of compensating and and that's where you get that rundown feeling. It's very similar to like after running a half marathon, the next day you feel kind of groggy. It's because, you know, you've you've burned through a lot of the stuff. And if you don't replace those things, the body reacts how it reacts, right? Yeah, and that's good because it is a few carbs for that mm-hmm. uh, drop into your water, little electrolyte tab. But when you're starting that switch to keto, it's definitely worth those few extra carbs. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to start at really low carbs anyway. It's going to be too restrictive and you'll probably go back to your normal eating. So having a few more carbs, giving yourself a bit more leeway as you start, this is definitely worth those just a few carbs to help you stay hydrated and like you said, replenish what you might be missing. Yeah, and that's a good point that we've talked about in past episodes of don't think that tomorrow, if you're going to start, you're going to start at negative 10 carbs every day. (laughs) Uh, It's better to start a little bit higher and and step down than it is to start super low and not be able to maintain it. Feel like, feel groggy and crappy your first week. And then after that first week, it's I'm going to order all the pizza. I'm not going to stick with this. And then you kind of derail yourself. So a couple of tips on that on that front is, you know, do your research, have a few extra carbs, like you said, laying around mm-hmm. that, that can help like the electrolytes, the chia seeds. And also, you know, really kind of plan your first couple weeks. Planning is going to be key in making this transition into a keto diet, whether it's a plant-based vegan diet or just keto in general. Thing I think the biggest disgrace that you can do is just really not think about first couple weeks to really kind of understand and get yourself kind of in that rhythm. And then once you're in that rhythm, it's very easy. Like, like we said, once it's very easy to go, okay, I have this, this, this part, this part, and this part of the meal, I just need to make sure that they balance within these macros and it gets really easy from there. But it's that first couple weeks that on top of the keto flu is really kind of deterring from the diet, I think. Yeah. Making sure that your meals, like you said, are balanced, have lots of those leafy greens that are full of nutrients, help with that transition as you are on a new diet and it really helps you just sort of feel like you're it's not such a big change for your whole system. I think it's important to remember that there's a lot of pro people for keto, but at the same thing there's a lot of people against it. You know, every diet has its critics and every style of eating has its critics, whether it's plant-based, keto, you know, using different uh, points, counters, things like that. 
So there are a lot of people who are willing to critique maybe just hearing about keto flu. Obviously, this is a terrible thing. Like we said, we have not suffered to the lengths that some people have written articles about and how terrible it is. And just those few things, you know, drinking lots of water, having those balanced meals, having chia seeds, it all makes makes it a much easier transition and really nothing to worry about. I wouldn't say keto flu is something I feel that you have to be warned about before starting it. Obviously, everybody is different, so who knows? But it's not one that we we would say would deter us from keeping going or, or even suggesting this diet to anyone else. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that we had any major like what would be symptoms of it. I think you, you are naturally going to feel groggy as you change your diet. That's just uh, the nature of it. But from a standpoint of if keto is uh, not only kind of a route that you want to go to lose weight, but maybe because of certain health concerns that it matches Mm -hmm. with, then I definitely think that it's, you know, every person is unique, like you said. So I think making sure that you're fitting yourself into the right diet that fits your body the best, that's what's most important. And I think that Everybody always has their opinion. We've talked about it in past episodes. Every, as soon as you say you're doing something, everyone wants to get in involved, <laughs> right? And as soon as you see results, everybody wants to know your secret. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is you know, the, there's no real secret to any diet. It's just committing to it and making sure you maintain it and mm-hmm. understanding how it works with your body. It's pretty straightforward, I would say. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of doing the research and, and planning. That's true. That's a really good point. For us, we chose this particular diet. Like you said, we did our research, but also because of some health issues that this was recommended for those to best sort of put um, our bodies back in alignment and, and make sure that it is the most effective diet for us, not just losing weight, but also just to keep our hormones and bodies in balance. So mm-hmm. that is a big part of it for us is that it's not a short-term thing. This is a lifestyle change and it is for our health overall, not just to shift on the scale. So even if you do, like you said, feel a bit groggy for a few days, it's short-lived and it's worth it. A few small changes and you'll be fine. Obviously, if it does last more than a few days, maybe double-check what you're eating. Really look into it and think about how it is. But again, it's not something we have struggled with and it's it's not something to deter you at least giving it a try. So I think that that's a good segue into our, is it worth it? And this is thinking about things to avoid the keto flu. But one of the things that when you switch to plant-based slash vegan aspects of keto, one thing that you do have to be very conscious of is supplements, right? You're, there's a few supplements that you might not be getting anymore because you're taking that meat part out of your diet. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about is a, a vegan supplement that we've been using for the last three months. Uh, it's called hippo seven. It's so far, it's been really good. They, Mm -hmm. you can set up a subscription and it really focuses specifically on the seven nutrients that vegans naturally miss by removing meat from their, from their diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not only are they vegan made, right? Not all supplements are vegan. There's gelatin or different products in it to make those casings that are not vegan, but they're like you said, aimed at vegans. So they have Obviously, B12, right? B12 is the one that everyone knows that vegans or plant-based diets miss out on. It also has iron, iodine, calcium, zinc, D3, and omega-3. So all of those, just like you said, are specific areas, nutrients that plant-based diets or vegans miss out on. This sort of ties in, we are saying, with that sort of talking point the bit before. This is also another thing that a lot of meat eaters will say 
puts them off doing a vegan diet, right? Mm -hmm. That, oh, well, you're missing all these nutrients. You're missing all this from eating meat or eating dairy or eating this. And we found that it's really not the case. I had some blood work done a few months ago, and really the only thing was missing was B12. And we got this supplement, and everything's fine. We have been perfectly fine since. There's no real lacking in any other areas because this supplement meets it and our diet's pretty balanced. Yeah, I think the B12 is probably the most important of mm -hmm. all of them. And you have to be careful that some B12s are not necessarily a vegan product. So that's mm -hmm. the other other end of that spectrum that you have to be, be wary of. So finding a vitamin that has the seven nutrients that yeah. most vegans are missing, plus it is tailored to vegans, I think is, is definitely a good thing to have from a standpoint of all the other vitamins, it's just a little bit extra of those vitamins. Most of those things you do get naturally in mm -hmm. eating those dark leafy greens or you know uh, a few other things like yeah. tofu and, and it just naturally occurs. So I think it's good to make sure that you're supplementing and getting a little extra and making sure that you're getting enough of, of those, those vitamins. These guys, like I said, we've been subscribed to them for a couple months. Mm -hmm. uh, with the subscription, it's about $25 per bottle plus $4 shipping per month. And that a bottle is a 30 day supply. For so one person. For, yeah, yeah, for one person. So we obviously we get two. Um, if you're not subscribed and you're buying a one off, it is a lot more expensive. They're about $39 uh, yeah. per order plus shipping, I, I'd imagine. So it definitely if it's something that you because we're not planning on changing our, our diet anytime soon for us, mm -hmm. the subscription makes sense anyway. And it's a no-brainer. They just charge whatever card you put on file, and they ship it a couple weeks before you run out. So you're never really worried about running out and having mm -hmm. to reset. So, uh, so far, I would say if you haven't found a vegan supplement, this is a great way to start. I'm sure there are other on the mar others on the market that we haven't seen, but this one fits all the needs that we're looking for, really, especially when it comes to that B12 price i think from a supplement stand a multivitamin or supplement standpoint i mm -hmm. think is good when it when you do the subscription side of it um so i would definitely say it's worth it uh to me yeah i fully agree i think like you said it's nice to just not have to think about it it comes straight to our address um it's right there because i think if we we're buying supplements in store obviously vegan supplements are a smaller shelf space right so if they run out then it's going to multiple stores or whatever so it's nice just to have one less thing on our to-do list right um, it's nice to have them come. There's no smell. There's no taste. You know, they're perfectly fine. They're like every other vitamins, right? But yeah, I think they're worth it. It's nice to know that we're getting those few nutrients that we're missing on and knowing that the supplement itself is vegan. So fully for me, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely put a link to their website below. It's not an affiliate link. It's just a link so yeah. you can go check them out. Uh, I'm sure there's a few other vegan specific vitamins on the market this was one of the ones we came across and in doing our research seemed like the best fit for us yeah. uh if you do find one that you think we should look at uh, maybe as an alternative please let us know we're always interested in, in making sure that we're getting those uh, nutrients that we might be missing because we have decided to remove uh, animal products from our diet So this week, wins, fails, and adjustments, I think we have kind of hit a happy holding pattern of, you know, we've been beating the whole taking peanuts out of our <laughs> diet to death uh, in the last few. And I think that we, you, you will find on, uh, especially keto from our experience before, you'll find these kind of like every couple of months, you'll hit like a month or two worth of a holding pattern. We're losing a little bit. 
you know, we're moving right in the right direction on the scales. It seems like we're getting a right amount of food to make sure that we're not starving ourselves. So I think that we're kind of continuing with the progress. So there's really not any wins, fails, or adjustments that I can see for this week. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that, that we're always kind of keeping an eye out is, is we're always, uh, from an adjustment standpoint, we're always looking at articles that are coming out and recommendations and things like that that we might want to tailor our diet for, right? There's uh, this constant level of research that's always going on. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that, you know, not necessarily that we're on the 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 cutting edge of science, but we want to make sure that from a standpoint of a long-term health goal that, that we are maximizing this diet. So I think that as those things come up, we'll add those adjustments in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, you know, we're not always failing, which is good. Um, and our wins, you know, sometimes we find cool things or, but since we've added in this kind of, is it worth it? You know, we're already talking about a product, so we don't want the, we don't want it to be too product heavy. Yeah, I think, like you said, we've hit a really nice stride. Wins, fails, and adjustment came from a time where we couldn't figure out what we were doing wrong. And like you said, we, we've spoken many times about what we were doing wrong and not realizing. But it really came from that need to fix our diet. We obviously were not feeling great. We were being restrictive, but it wasn't showing any progress. So it's, it's maybe less interesting to say we have no wins, fails, and adjustments. Everything's just sort of moving on. But from a like we said last week, our win was that mindset piece of we are really more at peace with just moving on week to week, keeping the same and not having to be so restrictive and not having to obsess over everything we eat. We are in a nice holding pattern where we're making progress slowly, but we are making progress. And it's it's not consuming too much of our thoughts because we can't figure out the missing piece. So yeah. it's a really nice, it's, it's not glamorous, it's not fun, it's definitely not exciting. But it's a lovely place to be when you just can be at sort of at peace and content with moving forward and doing the same thing and not having to constantly, what was that? I have to track that. Mm -hmm. Oh, was that too much? Was it too little? And that constant questioning of, of what we're doing. So it's a nice place to be, for sure. I think for us, the, the routine for some can be boring, but for us is a good thing because it's easily replicated and... It's easy to kind of move forward. And if we do need to make adjustments, it's easier to make those tiny tweaks than big tweaks and hope that that was the thing that was messing everything up, so. Yeah, definitely. It's it's funny how that one thing can make such a difference. Yeah. I mean, that is why we did windmills and adjustments so we could track the one thing each time we were changing and in the hopes of finding that one thing we were doing wrong. And that's how we found what we were doing wrong. So it, it definitely is worth tracking it. It's less exciting some weeks and <laughs> sort of pathetic when we realize what we're doing wrong but it's helped us keep on track and mm -hmm. and it helped us not abandon it because it, it wasn't working for us for quite a long time so it really helps us kind of talk it through and track everything and be able to to share that sort of journey and and we start every episode with the phrase stumbling through the day right and and that is what we're doing we're just normal people trying to do it to the best of our ability and and so that's, it's nice to be very transparent about the silly things that we mess up on and, and the sort of reality of the boring, we're in the same situation this week. So it's, yeah, yeah it just helps us keep, uh, keep ourselves honest. Right? <laughs> yeah. On that note, I think that that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed our kind of talk and how we approached the keto flu and how it affected us. We also hope you are able to check out the, the Hippo 7. And if, if those are supplements that you've been looking to add into your, your diet as you make a transition, either 
keto or or plant-based vegan mm -hmm. and uh we look forward to having you back next week we have a great show planned uh, a couple of new products new mm -hmm. topics on on keto if you want to see more you can find us on instagram or on the web at consumer good and we look forward to seeing you next week see you next week Thank you.